This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is based on the Four Faith weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in the episode's description. Bishop, this week's devotion is about uh, one of the first things of Jesus's ministry that uh, the gospel writer Mark recounts, and uh, it's it's about facing off with a demonic spirit, and they call it unclean in the gospel. And in your devotion, you say unclean spirits or slash demonic spirits, they harm the host and the community. And I have to say, your devotion was very, very direct this week. So um, my my question is kind of a big one. Is the church a stronghold of unclean spirits? Well, there you are. Um, <laughs> right, right into there. Let, let's... Uh, <laughs> let's 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 make a way to to that to that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that uh, if you many you know I forget the statistics, but you know uh, a large percentage of people believe in angels, right? And uh, and 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 what we know is that God made a, a symmetrical universe, light and dark, uh, you know, uh, rain and. Uh, and drought and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the universe is symmetrical. And so there are these wonderful beings of light, uh, echoes and amplifiers of love that we want to call angels messengers. And I, I think the universe being symmetrical, uh, that means that there are, there are other beings on the other side of things who would amplify and echo uh, uh, our, uh, the, the negative impulses um, those things that destroy. Uh, and so, uh, I think that, uh, you know, demonic spirits, uh, are, uh, are parasitic. Uh, they're looking for hosts, right? And that, that's not to say that, that people are somehow wrong or doing something wrong, but, uh, to, to attract these beings, but, but, uh, demonic spirits are, are looking for hosts and they, they find uh, conscious or unconscious, uh, uh, hosts in us and a lot of times they they attach to us uh through uh, how we have dealt with painful chapters in our life uh or not done de- dealt with uh painful chapters in our life uh it's uh, a lot of times it is it is the the scar tissue uh that that attracts them and so each of us are invited to take the positive way forward because the negative way forward just compounds whatever pains that we've had and attract demonic spirits, those things that are against God. That's a lot to say, to say that I think everywhere can be a, a demonic stronghold. I don't think I would single out the church. I think that if I was a demon, uh, the, the best place for me to sort of cause some mischief would be in the church. I think what I'd want to do is diminish the witness of the church. What I think I'd want to do uh, is uh, is to do what I could to a- bring mischief and counteract any message of goodness and light and whole- wholeness and ho- holiness. So it's interesting to me that Jesus is speaking in the synagogue, and this is exactly where um, this is exactly where he encounters the man. Who is unclean? Another way to say all of that is, is that you know, I guess what I want 
is for anyone who's dealing with unclean spirits, I want them to be in close proximity to the church, right? I mean, I want them to be where the medicine is. But uh, what I worry about, and this plays out in the gospel sometimes, is sometimes we're the ones, uh, those children of light who are seduced by darkness, uh, rather than those children of light being the one who are transforming uh, people who are committed to darkness into children of light. Okay, so that leads me to my next question. It's kind of perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, so when we recognize, so you said conscious and unconscious. So oftentimes, you know, know, when I think of Jesus, Jesus took it head on and commanded the unclean spirit to leave. And when we recognize an unclean spirit, we're often repelled and repulsed, at least when we're consciously, you know, looking at an unclean or demonic spirit. He doesn't do that. He doesn't back down. Yet we're also told that we need to remove the log from our own eye to see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbors. And so how should we address unclean spirits in our own lives and those of others? Well, yeah, the first thing I would want to be worried about is uh, uh, people somehow feeling like they have uh, Jesus in Pomata to go out here and start uh, dealing with other people's stuff. Uh, I, I think that that's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for religious right, uh, self-righteousness. I, I think that Jesus actually doesn't go seeking people out. Jesus actually is doing his work and encounters uh, 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 people. Uh, he's not on a he's not on a hunt. He's not on a sort of demon <laughs> quest. You know, Jesus Jesus is on a quest to bring light and life and love everywhere he goes to include people who are, uh, you know, who have been banished. Uh, and so he encounters people. So they, this is a category of brokenness that Jesus encounters in the same way he encounters the lepers and, the, and, and, and women who have been discounted and set aside, et cetera. So I think that there's number, that's number one. But I think number two, what, what Jesus brings, which I think should be modeled by us, I pray can be modeled by us, is a, is a spiritual resoluteness. Um, Jesus is so convinced that, you know, that God is God and that love is the only thing that is redeemable uh, in the universe that when he stands, just simply stands, his, his presence sends shockwaves shock through demonic communities. I mean, if you notice in lots of the scriptures, the demons say, why have you come here? Why are you bothering with me, Jesus? You know, I mean, they're, they're shaking in their boots just because they've met in someone in Jesus, you know, someone absolutely committed to the light. Let's take this out of some, some sort of, uh, you know, Saturday afternoon made for television movie. Let, let's talk about the real world. Um, a, a gentleman died last year, a guy by the name of C.T. Vivian, who was one of Dr. King's great lieutenants. And an and, and ardent supporter of, of nonviolence. You know, I got a chance to talk to C.T. Vivian, and, and C.T. Vivian did no less than what we're talking about right now, right? I mean, without all of these words, uh, he uh, unbendingly uh, stood in the face of white supremacy and race hatred. And he uh, unfailingly uh, chose to love people who were bearing, who were, who were sort of had been. Uh, who were hosting, let's say, white supremacy. And he refused to treat them anything less than neighbor. And so we, we have all around us uh, real world examples of what Jesus did, people who stood 
in an absolute certainty of spiritual authority over and against the demonic spirit that they are encountering. And anything that is uh, seeking to overturn love or that does not sort of pay homage to love as the singular virtue in the universe is working on some misinformation, some tragic pain, or a demonic spirit. Hmm. Well, we'll be right back with four people after a short break. If you're enjoying Four People with Bishop Rob Wright, we encourage you to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Bishop, before our break, you were talking about Jesus and you were saying a lot of wise things and I let them all wash over me. And I couldn't help but be struck by the fact that you were talking about C.T. Vivian and talking about how he recognized the humanity and valued the person rather than the host. And that's kind of what Jesus did, right? Jesus was able to honor the human, but called out the evil and didn't associate the two as one. So that's really cool, I think. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, what motivated you to write this devotion now? What's hitting you? So I, I, I write, write these devotions sometimes uh, uh, ahead of our recording, and, and I wrote this not long after the insurrection uh, at the Capitol, and, uh, uh, and, and not so much about the politics, though there's lots to say about the politics, um, but what, what horrified me, uh, I, perhaps more than anything, was was that uh, as I watched and uh, you know a lot of people thought that uh, that this was somehow uh, an extension of their relationship with Jesus Christ and and uh, I saw Christian flags and I saw Christian quotes and I saw lots of things and and uh, and and, and it, it occurred to me that that somehow some way um, the the message of Jesus of Nazareth, uh, Jesus of love, uh, Jesus who uh, redeemed us through his suffering, uh, has been co-opted uh, by by people, uh, and and so that's why it occurred to me that the Christian Church, that's writ large, has got an unclean spirit. Somehow, this, these demonic notions of white supremacy, white superiority, anti-Semitism, homophobism, uh, somehow they have uh, taken up, they've moved in to the Christian household, so to speak. And, and they're not even questioned uh, anymore. And so as we now popularly know, there were people there wearing uh, six million weren't enough shirts in reference to the Holocaust. Six million Jews were not enough to kill. Uh, other people uh, chanted, you know, hang Mike Pence. It's, it's uh, I guess, because I am a, a you know, a cleric, I want to know how, how do you get from Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to a Jesus that supports uh, a public lynching of, of Mike Pence? Jesus himself being lynched in the public square. So I, I think that what we have is, is we have an unholy uh, 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 
a combination that has happened where, you know, we, we you know, uh, humorously, we can say that, you know, people don't even realize that Jesus was a Jew. They don't even realize he was not from the United States and they don't think he was from anywhere other than Georgia or from the from the American South. And, and that while that's funny, uh, it's also tragic because we have made now Jesus in our own image to where Jesus now subscribes to, our, uh, you know, and endorses and underwrites our fears, our xenophobia. Uh, and, and, you know, because Jesus does not condemn the host, you know, I believe that there, I, that which causes me to have hope. But when I saw that, I saw people who were playing host to demonic spirits. Wow. Well, yes, <laughs> I echo everything you said. Um, and I, I wonder too, where are the demonic spirits in all this? And, and what I, you know, it's funny to me, it's really funny to me how a number of people, including academics and theologians will often chalk up some of the demonic forces in the Bible to like, they equate that to mental health issues. They're minimizing um, real demonic activity. Yet how can we deny with what's going on in the world today that demonic forces are very, very real? And so Bishop, what do we yeah. do about it now? Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. And, you know, I can just imagine some people are listening uh, and, and wondering, uh, you know, we're Episcopalians uh, by and large, you know, we, <laughs> we, we, what is all of this? Uh, but actually, you know, even in our, in our church, uh, it, uh, our prayer book uh, guides us to, should we have an encounter with evil? <laughs> it mm -hmm. says, go and seek, seek out the bishop, contact the yeah, bishop. That's right. <laughs> Um, and so we acknowledge uh, the presence of evil, the presence of of, of, of the demonic uh, in in our church. So I think I think it's alive and well. I think that um, you know what we do. I think is is that you know we we ask God for the resources that we need uh, to. I think first our, our first uh, weapon in all of this is a is a life centered on Jesus Christ. I mean, it's out of Jesus's center commitment to God that gives him the spiritual authority to bring light into dark places. And 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 Jesus encountered a darkness which this was just not, you know, people needing clothing or people needing canned goods. I mean, Jesus encountered the darkness. Um, the darkness that lives in our heart, which is by far the most scary. And when I see those gentlemen and, and women on the Capitol steps, you know, I don't see evil people. What I see people, what I see is people whose fears and bitterness has corroded and shaded their best parts. And so th this is this is why you know. Uh, I want to talk about the demonic. So this that's a that's a that's a big old welcome sign to to uh, our lesser angels, angels of malice and angels of hatred. Uh, is is that if if my life is in the toilet and I'm afraid, and someone gives me the great suggestion that it's because of somebody else, and someone incites that and inflames that. Well then, I'm I'm off to the to you know I'm off to the races, uh, you know. So there's a, a great book a long time ago by by uh, uh, by Dr. Niebuhr, 
it was said that, you know, uh, crowds are more immoral than individuals. And so there's also something here about, about crowds and the fickleness of crowds. And we even see this play out in the crucifixion of Jesus, right? Um, you know, and so when you, when you amplify hatred and when you amplify real fear and you, and you give people a, a, a target that's uh, some kind of reasonable, if you squint and hold your nose, people will go for it rather than the much more complex arguments that, you know, where we are is a highly nuanced situation politically. And we have always been divided as a nation over one thing or the other, and that there are no easy solutions, and that no politician of any stripe is a messiah. Every time we go for the, the, the low ball answer or solution, we are, we are hanging a big old welcome sign for the worst in us. And, and, you know, and, and Jesus, you know, he stands, he addresses it. And, and like you said earlier, he finds a way to tease the demonic from the host. He, you know, his, his call, his casting out uh, has the net effect of leaving people upright and in their own mind. And, and, and so, you know, the good news in all of this talk of, of the demonic is that Jesus would have us to be purged and restored purged and restored. And, and I think that this is the grace in this. And, and so for all of us uh, who, are, who have uh, been seduced by anything but the best, um, you know, we were close to choosing, you know, uh, hanging a big old welcome sign out in front of our own lives. You see this in terms of vengeance uh, you know, I mean, I've been a pastor for a long time. I've seen people have to make a conscious choice to decide not to, not to be negative and not to be vengeful and hurtful at divorce. Um, when, when the option, you know, when uh, a reasonable solution, at least to some people's mind, would be this is your chance, ex-husband, or this is your chance, ex-wife, to really stick it to them. And then, and then when we become committed to those kinds of directions, uh, then we become, we, we live out a pattern and pattern becomes character and character becomes destiny. And we set that loose in the universe. And so individual actions and choices uh, make a difference. Um, and, and this is why I think Jesus is such a powerful example for us because again and again and again and again, he chooses love, he chooses forgiveness and he doesn't, it's not easy. And so I, I think that's the invitation to us is that, uh, each of us could be seduced, uh, by these demonic spirits. Each of us can, uh, but it is this, this wrestling Paul says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places, right? And so, so we, we realize that if, we, if we're a, a grown-up Christian, that, that you know, God does not put a protective hedge around our lives. But what we are, because of Jesus, is empowered to face the worst that the world has. Well, amen. <laughs> oh, Bishop, thank you so much as always. And listeners, we're grateful for you for tuning in to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. 
You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook, and we ask that you please subscribe, leave a review. Feel free to share this episode with someone who can use it, and we look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you.